Hey, well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. Uh, Pastor Chris here with you, and it is, uh, boy, it's good to be with you. Very uh, chilly evening here in northwest Ohio, and uh, rains, I think, finally have subsided. And uh, I know the last time I checked my rain gauge had over four inches of rain, so definitely had uh, definitely had our dose of, of wetness here. But uh, but things are over, and it's still uh, fall-like, and I know that uh, tomorrow the sun will come out. I'm grateful for this day and for the for the reminder of the every presence of God in our lives. So it's good to have you uh, here with me. I see a few of you saying hi, and uh, thanks for that. And you know, um, I tell you, I, I'm just overwhelmed sometimes by the outreach from those uh, that join in here. Most uh, don't join live, but they do check in, and they they'll send me messages for prayer and for. Uh, asking for maybe encouragement, and I'm just so thankful to be able to be in that position to, to hopefully, I just hope anyways, at least offer some sense of that, and you know, one of the things, you know, the last couple of days I've touched on is about this, about the fact that we, uh, as we begin to look at this call that God has on our lives, this opportunity to love our neighbors and ourselves, there's also a, a need that once we begin to understand that, that we then have to make some decisions, some of them very intentional, and some of them just that are just required to use courage to do so. And so I want to touch on a little bit about that tonight here on the front porch, and just I hope give us all a sense of encouragement as we take those next steps in our faith journey. And so thank you for joining with me here tonight on the front porch. Let's dive in. You know, one of the things that we often um, are called to do is to move forward in life. And it, it can be very difficult when we are just struggling, when every day just seems like a, it, it, the turn forward just is, is, is so hard. And, and so we end up in this stuck place. And, you know, over the last two days, I've talked about how God has called us into a new relationship with him, but also with each other. And when we begin to love each other, I said uh, yesterday, I talked about how all of a sudden things change and, and, and it begins to go from loving others to, to really acknowledging our own self-love, that we have to be aware of how God has, in, in truth, called us to love ourselves because if we, if we fail to do that very thing, then it's hard to move from where we're at, that place of, of being stuck. And I want to read to you a verse tonight from the Old Testament. And this is, this is where Moses is coming to the end of his life. Moses has been leading the Israelites. And 
it's time for someone else to take over. And so as, as, we, as we begin to shift into Moses' death, someone has to take that mantle. And Moses is going to demonstrate amazing love for someone else, in this case, Joshua. Because Joshua's got the huge task, I mean, huge daunting task of leading the Israelites into the promised land. And, and that can be, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, that can be downright scary. But, but God is going to be with Joshua. And God is going to encourage Joshua as he goes forward. But Moses has to do an act first. He has to make a choice. Does he go to Joshua and tell Joshua this? And does he do so in a loving and caring way? Or does he acknowledge? Because you have to realize, at this point of Moses' life, he's just been told that he doesn't get, he doesn't get the prize. He doesn't get the, the victory. All he needs to do is just see it from a distance. And that's all he gets. And so he has to deal with that. He has to wrestle and reconcile with that very thing. That all the work Moses did, he doesn't get to reap the reward. Someone else will get to do it. And, and, and in and of itself, that can be very, very challenging and very, very difficult. And so we, we land here in this 31st chapter of how this, this quite honest message is, is a reminder of this step that we all get to take, this choice, this decision of how do we look at things. So, so again, setting the stage, Moses has just been told he doesn't get to go to the promise. So Joshua will be the one to do it. So Joshua gets to reap all the hard work of all this time in the desert. And, and so Moses uh, will summon Joshua, but just before he does, God says, God is speaking to, to Moses. He says this, he says, Be strong and bold, have no fear or dread of them. Because it is the Lord God who goes with you, and he will not fail or forsake you. Now, now, again, Moses has been told just prior to this that he doesn't get to go into the promised land. He doesn't get to see the rewards. And so he has to then share a message with the people who he's been leading. And so he starts off by saying, God has told me to tell you, be strong, be courageous, be bold. Because you are God's people and God goes with you into this new land, into a place that we swore to our ancestors. They didn't get to see. And so then, and then we get into verse 7, and Moses summons Joshua. And now he says to Joshua, in front of all of Israel, be strong and bold, for you are the one who will go with this, these people into the land the Lord has sworn into their ancestors to give to them. And it will be you. And only you will put them in possession. So Moses, who has who has left uh, all of this glamour, if you will, all of this uh, excitement to Joshua, and he gets none of it. And so he has to he has to reconcile that. And and, and so then we think about our own lives, and we think about and, and and maybe you've never done this, but but if we think about it, when we are uh, in a rut, when we're, we're stuck in a place and we, we just can't move forward. I want to tell you what, it takes almost no courage to stay there. It, it takes almost no fortitude to stay there because you're there. But what it takes, though, what it truly, I think, just requires of us is, is some uh, inward uh, thing within our, in our spirits, you see. 
to pull us out of that rut, to pull us out of that place of being stuck, and, and encourage us to take a step forward. And the truth is, it is God who does that through the Holy Spirit. And it is only God who can do that. It is only God who can, who can lift us up out of that place and say, go forward, do something new. You get to do this, even if it's not what you envisioned, even if it's not what you thought, but you get to do this with me, God says. And so, and so we, we, we have this, this innate courage that we can obtain. And this is what really Moses is telling Joshua and the Israelites. He's saying to them, I don't get to go with you, but do not mourn for me. Do not cry for me because I have gone forward where I need to go. And it is now your turn. It is now your turn to get up and go forward. As you go through the 31st chapter here, God continues to, to remind Moses, it's time for you to die. He says, I need you to now commission Joshua, and God will do the commissioning. And again, God, this in the 23rd verse, will say to Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and bold. You see this, this, this kind of reiteration, if you will, of what God is trying to speak to us about. Be strong, be bold courageous in the face of what we all face in life. Because it is only God who truly can lead us forward. And I, and I think as we, and this is what I was touching on yesterday, as we, we begin to think about what does it mean to love each other, that's what we're talking about. Because I'm going to tell you, it's easy to love the most lovable person in your life. Oh, they're a piece of cake to love. Right? There's no angst in there. There's no, there's no turmoil. There's no tribulation there. Because it's easy to love them, right? But it's hard to love someone who has caused you pain or suffering. It's hard to love someone who constantly disappoints you. It's hard to love someone who's downright mean to you. And yet God says, and here's what, and this is what Moses is alluding to, if we are strong and if we are bold in our love, then loving those unlovable characters in our life is a piece of cake because it is God who goes with us to love in those spaces. It is God who, who goes with us to encourage, you see, in those spaces. And it's not something that, uh, that, that, that you need to, to wrestle with. It's not something you need to, to overcome because it is God and only God who will do the heavy lifting. All you have to do and all you have to be willing to do is to be a vessel for that very moment that God wants to act through you to demonstrate love to someone else in your life. And, and, and you know, how amazing would that be if, if you were able to love someone who, who you think is unlovable? And, and imagine if you live in that space, imagine if you can love in that space, how different your life would be. I, I like to think of it like, um, <laughs> this, this just came to mind literally. I think of it, you know, imagine your house being a mess. Now, I'm sure none of you have messy houses, but our house sometimes gets messy. Uh, we get stuff thrown all over the place, and we gotta go and organize and clean it. Now, I'm not very good some days at organizing. I'll admit that that's one of my weaknesses. Thankfully, my wife can be sometimes, but. 
But imagine if in your relationships with the world, i.e. neighbors, friends, acquaintances, strangers, imagine being disorganized in how you go about it. You love one person easy, you love another person easy, but this person over here you can't love, that one over there is impossible to love, you don't even know what to do for this person. And imagine what would begin to happen if all of a sudden in that, in that tirade, that, that craziness, you begin to love everyone equally. Maybe the words are different. Maybe the embrace is different. But imagine, imagine, just imagine for a moment if you're able to love in that manner, how your life might be changed. Because you see, this is what Moses is alluding to. This is what Moses is pointing to. This is how we, you and I, are called to love the world in such a radical in such a unique way that it just changes everything. It changes everything for us and it changes everything for those around us. But we have to be willing to take a step forward to be unstuck from our past, unstuck from our present, and know that in that future that lies tomorrow in which God is there, that as we go into it with God, we go into it with Christ and the Holy Spirit, that whatever happens, is centered on the love of Christ. Hmm. And then imagine as you love, as you go forward in love, imagine what it does to you. Imagine how it transforms your life. We all have the capacity to love each other. And sometimes I know it is hard. It is so hard to love each other. It's so challenging to express grace to those whom we don't know because it feels different than what we're used to doing. It feels strange, maybe. Maybe we know that to, to love someone else is to be so vulnerable in our lives, to be so open to the uncertainty of tomorrow, just to step into that man. I don't even know, I don't know that we can handle that. Imagine if you do. Imagine what happens when you do. Moses looked to Joshua and he says, Joshua, you've got a, you got a big task ahead of you, buddy. And it's to lead these people that I've been leading all this time and it's your time and, and, and I'm gonna go real, real soon. It's not gonna be while. You're not going to get training on this. You're not going to be told what to do. You're going to have to trust in your faith in the God of heaven, the God who created you, the God who loves you, to carry you forward, to show you the path that you are to walk. Even when you think everything has fallen down around you, God is there because of life in that capacity? Are you holding grudges? Are you holding on to the frustrations of unanswered questions? Are you holding on to the to the to the sense that there is a, an uncertainty around your life? Not the way you thought it would be, not the perfection you hoped it would be, not the love that you wanted, but just the bitterness of how it's not turning out. Someone hurt you, someone didn't wasn't kind in the way you, you, you expected them to be alone, and maybe you really should. How is that deterring your life? How is that taking away 
relationships moments in life. I'm telling you, it's doing a tremendous, doing a tremendous disservice to who you are. Pure child of the Most High. The most amazing child God created in this world. He just wants you to love. Because he knows that when you open your heart to sharing love, you're going to get filled with it because you can no longer block it. You can no longer stop it. You can no longer use the excuses that the world doesn't need love, that you don't deserve love, that you aren't capable of having or giving love. Because once you give love to someone else, my friends, I tell you what, I promise you this, Christ will come and give you love back. Holy man, it just takes your breath away. choice now before it's too late because you and I both know neither one of us know how long we're here it could be another day another hour it could be another 10 years I don't know but our time is coming we'll meet Jesus one day do we want to wish we hadn't given enough love every day starting today give love to each other Open up a prayer for us here tonight on the front porch. So just love each other. What do you say? The Lord be with you. God, here tonight on the front porch, I just come to you, Lord, in a in a sense of uh, unsettledness. Because Lord, there is so much hatred and so much suffering in our lives. And I tell you what, God, it's just some days I think, at least I tell myself, it's hard to love. It is so hard, Lord. Yet, Lord, I know you are challenging us all to love better, to love both ourselves and those around us. And our first step is to love those near us so that when we do, Lord, I know you will come into our hearts and I invite you into our hearts tonight. I invite you into the hearts of those around me because I want them to know that as they choose this path of love, that they will feel a sense of hmm, just amazement. So, Lord, I thank you for this gift. I thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who, who pours into me and pours into all of us, Lord. But I do ask for mercy because sometimes we fail to, to live up to that. And I just, I just want, Lord, to, to love. I don't want to hate. I don't want to be filled with hate and frustration. I just want to But I know, Lord, I need you. Because I know, Lord, it is only because of you and how you go into the world with me and into the future for me that I can love. And I know it is the same for my friends, too. Lord, I ask for your spirit for them. I ask for your grace. I give all of this, all of this up unto you, Lord, into your mighty hands. In the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So love each other, friends. And love yourself. You're worth it. You're so Thank you for stopping by the front porch here tonight. And as you go forth, may God bless and keep each of you safe. May he encourage you and may you know the love of Christ. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night right here 